Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Today, another special day. It's Tuesday, and on the Employment Matters podcast, that means we get the opportunity to visit with our members on what we call Travel Tuesdays. Each week, we get the chance to get their perspective on what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're going to be learning more about doing business in the Dominican Republic. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Lorena Pareda, an associate at Pareda and Asociados. Lorena, thank you for joining us today. Let's get started in our conversation. Thank you, Pete. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Let's talk about kind of a general overview of the Dominican Republic, if you can. Tell us about its structure, the economy, you know, things along those lines. Fill us in. So we are an island in the middle of the Caribbean, right between Cuba and Puerto Rico. So we share the island with our neighboring country, Haiti. So the Dominican Republic is very known for our beaches, our tourism. We have a representative government, a representative democracy. So we have elections every four years. The last elections were held in 2020. So we're bound to have elections again in 2024. So we have a president and Congress, similar to the United States in that sense. We have around a population of 10.6 million people within 18,730 square miles. And so in a general sense, our capital city is Santo Domingo. We welcome tourists from all around the world all year long with our, you know, sunny tropical climate down here. We're very known for being hospitable people. We have great merengue and fabulous beaches. So that's kind of in a gist what the Dominican Republic is all about. Well, where do I get my flight and get down there? That sounds pretty exciting. So you talked about key industry and reference tourism. What other kind of industries are down in Dominican Republic? Yeah, so we have different industries here that are key to the development of our economy. I mentioned tourism because, well, previous to the pandemic, tourism has always been one of the key industries here. We had around 5 million people visit the Dominican Republic. It has been, in fact, from 2016 to 2021. Well, that counts for 7% of the gross economic income here in the Dominican Republic, which is fairly significant. With the pandemic, we experienced some challenges, obviously, because of the global and local restrictions that were imposed on, on a global level. But we had a quite comeback from that with a growth of about 38% from 2020 to 2021. But in addition to tourism, we have, for instance, free zones. We have incentives in place for both local and international companies who manufacture products here in the Dominican Republic. And so it accounts for 50% of the exports are based on free zones. And we have different subsectors in regards to free zone regarding this, which you have from textile to tobacco, to shoes, to medical and pharmaceutical equipments, electrical equipments, and so forth. And then another key industry that I could mention that is important would be mining. So even though it's a small industry, it is very important for the development of our economy here in the Dominican Republic. And we have from nickel to sand and gravel, plaster, and the greatest export value based in mining would be for gold with a 75% on that. Very diverse. For a small island, it's got a lot going on. Let's talk about employing in, in Dominican Republic and some of the key structural issues that employers need to know about that are unique to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, so we have labor regulations in place. We have a labor code, which is what basically sets the standards for everything regarding labor and employment regulations. In a gist, I would say that the different factors or the key structural issues that would be important to mention would be that labor regulations 
in the Dominican Republic are basically pro-employee regulations. So there is, for instance, no waiver to labor rights. In case of doubt, then they would favor the employee. All provisions or the labor laws that favor employees would prevail. Everything is based on the basic principles are set between employee-employer relationships and provisions, but the labor code sets a minimum. And the only way you can change this if you are going to benefit the employees. So that would be an initial factor. A second factor to mention would be the fact that per the Dominican Constitution and the international labor organizations and other conventions and treaties that are the countries a signatory to, there is syndical freedom and you have the democratic right to form unions. This is fairly important because when you have the right to unions and in the case of some members, the right to the union enclave privilege, well, this could obviously present some challenges for employers. Obviously, regulations are in place that benefit both employers and employees. There are things that employees can and cannot do if they're a part of a union, or there are things that an employer can or cannot do if they have employees that are in a union, but it does present a structural issue. So there's different types of unions as well that can be formed, such as professional or whether a company union, or if it's based on the activities that these workers perform and they decide to unionize. And it's fairly easy as well to form a union here in the Dominican Republic because there's only two minimum requirements, I would say, which is you need a minimum of 20 members and then you need to register before the Labor Department of the Ministry of Labor. And once you have these 20 members and you have a steering committee going, then you just need to notify your employer, notify the Labor Department, and with a term of 30 days, you'd be you know, registered. Wow. Well, that's interesting. So it is a pro-employee marketplace, and it's got quite a diverse base of industries. So let's talk about companies coming to the Dominican Republic to set up shop. What are some of the cross-border opportunities in Dominican Republic? Are there immigration standards? Is it easy to get in? Is it hard to get in? Well, it is fairly easy. The Dominican Republic is, you know, we have an investment climate in the Dominican Republic that is fairly positive, and it's pro-business. We have different regulations in place that allow for these incentives, and it makes it a positive climate to invest in and easy for foreigners to come here. So we're a signatory, for instance, of the DR-CAFTA. This allows for both local and international companies that manufacture products here to export their products to any other countries that are signatories of the DR-CAFTA without having any additional taxes. We have incentives in place via free zone regulations that allow for easy access to manufacture here and have that foreign investment. We have new regulations with public-private alliances that allow to make it for a dynamic economy and will obviously makes it a positive and, and allows for prospects with cross-border investments. So the Dominican Republic has been categorized as one of the main captors of direct foreign investment in Central America and the Caribbean. So we have acquired up to 80% of the foreign direct investment in the area of the Caribbean in the last four years, which is significant on its own to demonstrate the positive cross-border opportunities that we have here. As to immigration, we have a law in place for foreign investment that facilitates the immigration of anyone who has significant investments here in the country. It allows for residency permits. We have personnel in place that aids with all matters regarding investment. And as well, it makes it easy to obtain special permits in the matters of immigration. So all of this combines allows for, you know, a positive climate as to pro-business. Wow. So sounds like you've got a great industry, 
a structure that works. You've got a lot of pro-employee benefits, but you also have incentives for organizations. Cross-border opportunities are great. And you got beaches. Yes. Sounds like the next show I need to do is from your offices in the Dominican. So thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you'd like to connect with Lorena, you can find her bio by clicking on her name in the description of this podcast. Please visit the ELA at ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content in the online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.